Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. From the post-millennial... CDC releases guidance for males who want to breastfeed infants. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to say it outright. The massive cocktail of drugs that a man must take to induce lactation will likely transfer into the, I, I guess you can call it chest milk. Ugh. I wouldn't want to call it breast milk because I like, you know, women have breast milk. Males have chest milk. And uh, yeah, so all, look, already... There have been many women who have talked about this, that when breastfeeding, you have to be careful about what you're eating because it goes into your baby. Yes. So if you're going to be, if you're going to be, a, if you're a biological male and you've got a whole bunch of drugs, actually, I think the Daily Mail might have the, the, the they have a whole list of drugs you got to take. Oh, geez. This Whoa. is so fucked. Um, there's a whole bunch of, a big cocktail of drugs you got to take. I don't know. Oh my God. It's going to go into the baby. It's going to go, it's going to go into the baby. It's going to go in the baby for sure. I can't believe that this is a thing that the CDC is actually trying Chest to feed. help people do. It's well, fucking bonus hole. Oh. <laughs> what's so frustrating is that I, I, I'm in mom chats with women who had trouble lactating. And they were not, as biological women who actually gave birth, they were not offered this protocol because there, there's... Yeah, I, I guess in theory you could do it, but there are risks to the baby. These drugs, uh, you know, there are other side effects. And as biological women, again, who gave birth, doctors said this is not the right thing to do. Better to just do it formula. But simultaneously, doctors are also offering this to men. And this is why I have no trust in the medical establishment anymore. Like, this is this is all about ideology. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy how the left is, I mean, activists, I guess, not all the left. But some people are bending over to defend this. I've seen people online say, this milk is actually healthier than female milk. Uh, these are the exact what? same hormones. <laughs> These are the exact same hormones that are naturally present in a woman's body. I mean, all of these things are just patently false. I made a tweet about this because I saw, uh, I think, uh, what's her name? Sal Grover. Do you know her? Mm-mm. Let me pull, let me see if I can pull that tweet up. She is a founder of like a, it was like a, a female social app. And then it's trans women got really mad about it. Let me see if I can pull the tweet. But I was basically like. Women are just mad because men are better at everything, including breastfeeding. (laughs) And now that we can grow babies in bags, we don't even need women anymore. What a great future. It'll be paradise. Just a bunch of dudes hanging out, (laughs) drinking beers, fighting bears, being bros. Chest feeding their babies. Chest feeding their babies, dude. Yeah, that was a tweet from a while ago. Let me see if I can can find it because it was about all of this shit. Let me, uh, I'm scrolling down. It's here somewhere. Oh, there was the mass shooter. There's Joe Biden's. I said tweeted pop culture crisis earlier. I did. They're having a good time. Five hour Yeah, okay, here we go. Yeah, so Sal, uh, Sal Grover, is it Sal Grover? How do you pronounce your name? I don't know. She said, if you support men breastfeeding a baby to validate their delusion that they are a woman, you may as well just admit that you think men can do whatever they want and you're a depraved men's rights activist because that's what this is, depraved. 
And then you have these like, trans women can breastfeed, and I did breastfeed my child. Despite Pilgrim's odd tweet that I simulated breastfeeding, I used the standard protocol created for adoptive mothers. It works for trans or cis women. Two parents breastfeeding is actually very helpful and healthy. Yo, it's true that we can grow babies in bags. They grew a sheep in a bag. So, uh, I wonder, you know, in, uh, with China and their one child policy, wasn't, the, wasn't it the case that they were like, people would kill their female babies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bird, yeah, there was infanticide. And that's why a lot of the girls or the Chinese babies who were adopted almost entirely female because they were the ones who were surrendered. So, uh, if we've come to the point where, if we get to that point where people can grow babies in pods, is the same thing going to happen where parents are just like, let's just have a boy. It's better. And then you don't need women to have babies. You don't need women to breastfeed. Women can't fight bears. Guys can fight bears. You know? Well, well, well women fight can bears. fight bears. Just not successfully. They just lose. <laughs> 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 or just not the actual women. I mean, to, if it's the Leah Thomas type of women, I'm sure she could fight a bear. To be fair, men can't fight bears either for yeah. the most part. Listen, like anybody can, with a gun can fight a bear armor. to varying degrees I can of lose to a bear just as well as a woman can lose to a bear. <laughs> but, it, but it is like, I've been saying this for a while that the woke, the woke shit from intersectional feminism and, and whatever has always been pro-man, pro-man, pro-masculine. Like, all this feminist shit has just helped men. Men sitting around playing video games all day while women are working these jobs and, like, men don't have to marry women anymore. No responsibility for the guy. They get the, they get the milk for free. Why buy the cow? You know what I'm saying? Feminism has been the best thing for lazy layabout dudes, like, in all of human history. Well, like a woman's supposed to keep a man honest. That's the thing, right? Yeah. So a guy, he's, he's running around trying to stick his dick in whatever he can. And the women are supposed to be like, no, you have to be responsible, make a commitment and actually do work. And the guys are like, oh, okay, I guess. Women, are, women moderate men. Like that's and, the way that it's always been. Well, it's men, women control access to sex, but men control access to relationships. And right now, both of those paradigms are being completely turned on their heads. Like women are sleeping with the world and men aren't getting into relationships and that's why like gender dynamics both ways are terrible you think you say men control the gate to relationships because women are willing to communicate with whoever but the guy has to open up well because as as a woman like you want that long-term commitment so it's easy it's very easy it's easy for a woman to convince a man to sleep with her and i think it's pretty easy for a man to convince a woman to marry him if that makes sense. I was just thinking that today. Uh, Wait, yes. uh, how a girl yeah. will just get like have a I baby and get married to a guy right away when they start dating. Yeah. Traditionally, but not today. Not today. Yeah. Right. Things, things, things are very different. But I, women, think, women, women want a guy to commit and offer up, you know. Yeah. And men want a woman to open up. Right. And so marriage Physically. was the, the, I guess, bargaining bargain between those two where each, each person, each party gets, you know, what they're looking for out of the relationship, whether that's sex or long-term protection and commitment through marriage. But we're not doing that anymore. I just love this. This idea that like one day feminists were like, I got an idea. Hey guys, guess what? We're going to have sex with you and we're not getting married. And the guys are like, oh no. Oh oh, geez. Dang it. (laughs) Dang it. No, don't. Don't do that. No, it is true. There are a lot of guys who do want to get married. There's a lot of women who do want a real relationship. But I think what's happened is with, with the way left, leftism has approached this whole thing of like liberation, feminism, et cetera, and women can do whatever they want, all that's really going to happen is they're going to eliminate themselves from the gene pool, and then it will go back to the way things were. Is it I, 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 patriarchy? I, is I do it? not believe that the robot baby yeah. thing is actually the future because 
the left has very few kids. They just, they just don't, they're just less likely to have kids. They're going to sterilize their kids. But the problem is they have less kids, but they, they're very interested in other people's kids. But it's not working. Like everybody I always mean, look says at the that political persuasions of Gen Z, they're overwhelmingly woke. The ones who are conservative are like not, more conservative. But like, I mean, Gen Z is, is it's not it's it's te- not true. The Pew research going back to 2018 showed that the first generation in 100 years, Gen Z ticked slightly more conservative in some areas. And that's, that hasn't happened in 100 years. I mean, in some areas. But if you like one in four Gen Z is LGBT. Yes. One in four. What I think happened is in 2000. Conservatives were having for, for every four four conservative kids, there are I think three liberal kids, and this is why we saw that shift in Gen Z, which is slightly more conservative because they are still fairly progressive as progressive as millennials, but a little bit more conservative in some areas than millennials, which was surprising. Liberals had kids; those kids are far left. Conservatives had kids; those kids are fairly moderate. The liberal kids are going to have less kids or no kids at all. They're sterilizing their kids. They're aborting their kids. And the conservative kids and families are going to stay in this space for the most part. Have you guys? Oh, sorry. But I do think the fear in all this is. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com carlson. These last few years have not been easy on our economy. And with tax season finally arriving, there will be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them and pocketing profits for themselves. America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800-431-5684 and you'll be in touch with America First Tax Group, a full-service tax company that'll fight the IRS's predatory tactics and put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-431-5684. That's 800-431-5684. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. Again, 800-431-5684 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Tucker. People need to understand that civil war doesn't happen because one day half the country just splits in half and then goes, now we're fighting each other. It's that this is what happens. Liberals have more liberal kids. Conservatives have conservative kids. And then as the generations move further and further away from each other, eventually they despise each other and they fight. And that's not necessarily only like the rift isn't only broadening through.
through generations, but also states. I think states are drifting further and further apart as well. But this and is people, migration. Yeah, exactly. And But people are moving to states that reinforce their values, and that's only deepening the divide. So I think, I mean, like we already see the divide between somewhere like Florida or Tennessee and New York, California. That's getting greater and greater. It seems like it is. I wonder if it actually is or not. The way that social media has us looking at certain things, it's like they've turned our heads to to focus on one piece of the puzzle. But like take trans kids. I mean, states like Tennessee, There's Florida, no such Texas. Thing as trans kids. Yeah, well they're they're banning I, 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 quote, I, I, gender I, affirmation I, I, surgeries. I, I, I don't and think that makes places sense. Places like California is saying that we're gonna be a sanctuary state for these for these procedures that that's right pretty polarized oh and and colorado and oklahoma share a border and one's banned abortion and one's got no restrictions on abortion at all right so you're gonna have some real fucked up shit going on there but the there's such a thing as trans kids that that to me sounds like what what i don't know what the word is for it a talking like the, the left has their talking points like trans you, you think trans people don't exist yeah it's like a, it doesn't mean anything it's in in my opinion the the if I if I understand correctly, there are gender dysphoric kids, but there are not trans kids. What does that and, mean? But what's well, the difference between someone who has gender dysphoria and someone who quote is trans? Tr- well, trans is someone that you would say, okay, well, we'll we'll go ahead and change your pronouns, and we'll have. A, and they've done that. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is there should not be any trans kids. There aren't any trans. There aren't any, there aren't any kids that need to transition. Yes. There are gender dysphoric kids that. When they reach puberty, their dysphoria is highly likely to abate. But there are no kids that need to be treated as if they are a different gender. Well, there so are no kids that need to be transitioned. They that's, need to be- that's, that's a better way to say it because saying there are no trans kids is like, what do you mean? There's tons of kids who have transitioned. Yeah, but the thing 50, is, thousand, I think. the reason, the point that, I, that I'm trying to make is that they don't need to be transitioned. That is I mostly Well, I guess the change. conservative rebuttal would be, are there adults who, quote, need to be transitioned? There are, there maybe there aren't, but that's not my position to say. And I'm not in any way interested in trying to tell someone how they have to live their life if they're an adult. Have you guys, you know who Martine Rothblatt is? Mm-mm. This is the founder name. of trans, this is the trans, this is the neck, he is a, is a trans woman. He became Martine, and now he is a she. American lawyer, author, entrepreneur, inventor, transgender rights activ- uh, advocate, talks about transgenderism and transhumanism and how they're the same thing. I don't know a lot about Martine yet, but Jason Burmis has told me over and over, this is the person that is attempting to craft a world where people become... you. Asex, unisex, like a part of a machine where the babies are being grown in vats and these kinds of things. I've got her book. Have you ever heard of the term gender abolitionist? Yes. Negative. So there are people that want to abolish the concept of gender, that just human beings are human beings and there are no men or women. I personally think that is is not possible, but... It relies too much on electricity because if the power goes out, we need to reproduce... And if we can't, if we don't have gender, we can't do it without machines. So we need to be gender. We need well, sex. There's, there's an argument that gender doesn't exist. I agree which, with that. Which it was is, invented in the fifties. It, it was a concept. It, it's invented either man or woman. Um, and you know, that's fine. But I, I don't, I don't know that, um, that without, like if, if you were to abolish gender, that it would have to, that would, it would rely on electricity. Well, I don't do you think mean, that that's. Do you mean specifically they're trying to abolish sex and make people no, they're, they're, sex? No, they want to abolish gender. Just they the want idea. to abolish the idea that men and women are different, which so, is completely, uh, I mean, so it's completely like, insane. So sex. What? So sex. They want to abolish sex. Yeah, they want to abolish, they want to abolish. The difference at all. You know, do they actually sex. want yeah, yeah. humans like eunuched, like just 
bodies that are giving their DNA to a machine to produce? I cannot tell you what they want with that much detail. But I do know that there are people that are looking to abolish and leave behind the idea of gender. And, and that and it's not about like, oh, let's just go to biology. They, they want to say that there are no differences. Between yeah, they, men and they've already they want to get rid of the biology. Yeah. yeah, they want to get rid of the biological difference. Yeah, that's no good. So I don't think gender is real. I think gender is a made up term. And they, they, that's what I always say. People think I'm saying some leftist talk. Point, but really I'm just saying like, no, I think gender is a made up word. It's not important in my opinion. But yeah. They definitely think that's the thing. Well, that's what le- the leftists they they did that thing where they, you know, initially they were saying, oh, we're we're just talking about gender, not sex. It's like, yeah, sex is yeah, biological, yeah, yeah. but we're mm-hmm. just talking about gender and social constructs. That's but why grad- I don't like it. Yeah, gradually they started including sex into that. Yeah. Now there there are leftists who say that biological sex isn't even binary, yeah. um, because they, I mean, it's like the slippery slope. Yeah. They're eventually just trying to say men and women are completely the same. It excites me to think that humans might be diverging into a different species that one will be like away from the computers and they'll just be men, women, as we know. And then the other one will be like this hyper attuned machine man where they're like plugged in from two weeks old that they, they lace their brain matter with neural net. And as they're growing, it grows around the net. They exist unisex, like they have no sex. They just machine grows. They'll take control of the other human, the hominids and call them like cattle. Doesn't that happen in like in a, like, there's like a, that tabletop game, like it's called like War or something. Warhammer? Yeah, Warhammer like 40k. Doesn't that happen? I like think the, so. The Mars people are like that, and then the people on Earth are not. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really. I don't I wanna, really know. I want to show you guys be. this uh, this video real quick because it's an old one. It's from like six years ago, and uh, it's remarkable where we're I at. Remember this? Give us a brief primer on so many gender identities that, in your view, require non-traditional pronouns. Basically. It's not correct that there is such a thing as biological sex. And I'm a historian of medicine. I can unpack that for you at great length if you want, but in the interest of time, uh, I won't. So uh, this is the famous debate with Jordan Peterson where the historian of medicine says there is no such thing as biological sex. I just want to point out, we need some transvestigators on this one because I think this person might be female. I think you're right. <laughs> Transvestigate. You know what yeah. that is? People yeah. on Twitter will be like, this person's trans and this person's trans. Yeah, but this is a... Uh, I love it. This was a prominent uh, video. The funny thing is, when this came out uh, six or so years ago, I would tell people, this is the debate. They'd say, no, sh- shut the fuck up. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, dude, pay the fuck attention. They don't do it. Bill Maher famously mocked yep. Dennis Prager yeah. over this. What an embarrassment. It is hard Granted to that believe. He, he's come around, but like... Unless you see they it, think it's that tough to be like, Dennis, Dennis Prager's coming on the show and just making things up? Bro, what about your fucking phone and Google it? Jeez. Well, so, it was the classic left wing, like, no, this isn't actually happening. Okay, but now that it is happening, it is a good thing. And if you don't like that it's happening, you're a bigot. No, Bill Maher did not say that. Like, no, but that's but right. that was the leftist ploy with the whole, uh, first we're just talking about gender and now we're talking about biology. So, to, and they did the same thing with trans kids. No, they're not real. Oh, it's just social transitioning. Oh, you don't want mutilating surgeries? Then you're a bigot. I'll tell you a funny story. I was playing uh, poker over at Maryland Live and uh, everybody at the table, like everybody... Every single time, ninety nine percent of people at poker tables hate wokeness. Like they're not—they're not even conservative people. That's why I just find it hilarious. But so everyone at this table, I ask them, I'm like, "You guys allowed to talk po- politics here? Because some some poker rooms don't let you talk politics because people get into fights." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Haven't heard anything about that." There's a TV playing the news, and something about men and women's sports came on, and then someone asked about what was going on with this shit he'd been seeing. The dealer is just dealing. And then I said, well, their, their argument is that um, trans women who are male are women. So, you know, they can compete in women's sports. And then 
the dealer goes, trans women are female. And I went, no, trans women are males. And the argument is that trans women are women, but they are still male. And he goes, no, trans women are female. And then I was like, you are mistaken, sir. And then he just like shook his head, like looked really angry, but just kept dealing. He was wearing a mask too. And I'm just like, the reason I bring this story up, they kept saying, there's a difference between gender and sex. Now they're arguing there isn't. Right. Now they're saying, change your biological sex on your birth certificate. Yeah. The fuck does that have to do with gender if gender is a social construct? Same with driver's license. Your driver's license doesn't say gender. It says sex. But you have people like yeah. Dylan Mulvaney who are able to change that. Like the, no, and Lauren you, Southern. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren Southern is a dude. <laughs> <In Canada. laughs> <Yeah>. For insurance. <laughs> but the, the idea of transsexual was pretty prevalent in the 90s, but it was it was rare, but it was prevalently known. The idea of transsexual. I don't know why the word's not as popular these days. It's because and no, no lynch mob. I see your post. I do not talk politics at the casino. Other <laughs> people do, and I, I just typically will just not say a whole lot. Unless they're leading the conversation. I'll ask them questions or something. Well, yeah, good move. I've, my view on the whole trans issue is really, it's changed over the past six years. Because I feel like in the 90s, you, you mentioned the term transsexual. There was what is now referred to as transmedicalism. The idea that you are a male born in a female's body. And that, heck, even the brain of a trans person is going to be more like one no. gender than the other. I'm uh, sorry, one sex than the other. So it actually is a medical condition. And that's what it was sold to, to people like my generation as initially. And I really did buy into it. Yeah, like I looked I at a that. trans person. I'm like, okay, you you're in the wrong body, but your brain, because you know men and women's brains are different. Your your brain is just wired wrong, and that's very easy for me to ex like accept. Okay, this is just a medical condition. But the thing is, that was always a lie. Those studies were always wrong. They were looking at the brains of, of trans people who are already on cross-sex hormones. So it, it's just not accurate to say that oh, the, the whole man and a woman's body thing is fake. And now the, the idea that there needs to be a medical neuro neurological diagnosis, that's referred to as transmedicalism and it's gatekeeping. The trans community calls it gatekeeping. So they really are just like they've abandoned any type of... I guess, medical reasoning behind this, and they're just going entirely off feelings. It's important to point out that men, uh, men have bigger brains than women. Yeah. It's a fact. Yep. On average. It's science. 11% bigger than women's. Mm -hmm. yep. I wonder why. Does it, is a certain part of the brain that's bigger, do they say? I don't know. I wonder what, what Maybe. parts of the brain are larger. Overall, overall. But they do go on to say it does not impact intelligence, despite the size difference. Men and women's brains are more alike than they are different. And uh, what, what you actually see with this, the bigger issue is we don't actually see anything uh we don't see a lot related to size in the differences we see the greater male variability you, are you you're familiar with that mm -hmm. men are more likely to be developmentally disabled and more likely to be geniuses and women are more likely to be average yeah the the spread of male intelligence is greater than it is female females are more clustered around the mean than and, men are and that means the average woman sees a whole bunch of really dumb ass guys all the time so yeah. I get that. This says uh, the <laughs> inferior uh, parietal lobule tends to be larger in men, which is linked to mathematics, estimating time and judging speed. Yeah. Wow. So uh, this explains why women can't drive. Yes, it ah, does. Oh, I'm so funny. I would make no, a joke, but I'm an Asian woman. So <laughs> <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think women, drive, women drive Actually, normal. Guys just happen to drive exceptionally well. You know, you know where that comes <laughs> from? Why they say that Asian women can't drive? Mm -mm. So I was talking to a guy I knew who grew up in China. And, uh, but he's like a white dude, but he grew up, uh, he grew up in China, spoke Mandarin and all that stuff. And he said, what happens is the only people who can afford to leave China and emigrate to the United States could afford drivers and typically didn't drive themselves. Mm -hmm. They would take cabs or something like that. Yeah. So when they come to the United States, 
they're not going to be spending all this money on private drivers because it's more expensive here. Mm-hmm. They could afford to get here. Now they got to drive themselves. Interesting. They don't know how to drive. Well, I, I'm not saying that my family did this, but according to my dad, some people in the Asian community way back when in like Canada and America, they would just have one guy take all the driver's tests because the white people could not tell them apart. <laughs> so awesome. I think for a while, like, you know, in the United States, there were probably like 50 Asian people that actually had the driver's license and the skills and the rest <laughs> were just kind of passing off. I think the same thing happens in, in uh, South Korea a lot of the time. Everyone's seen the movie Parasite. Like, yeah. it's also like the same thing. Like most people that can afford not to drive, don't drive. They have drivers. And then this, they just come to the country and they don't have to drive. So This is one of my favorite memes. Right here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Jeez. <laughs> well, in, in the defense of oh, women's man. brains, they have more gray matter than men on average. And the cortex is slightly thicker in women's brains than men. And men's. women can be tetrachromats and see colors men can't. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 It's because we need to pick the berries. That's right. The accurate berries. Man, we Brain got berries science. everywhere. The yeah, grapes. Yeah, so we we juiced the wine berries. We, we made wine berry juice. Oh, sweet, super good. Where are the grapes? I don't know where they are. You can tell everywhere. I, I saw the little that are the little wine berries, like little. Uh, the wine berries are the red ones that yeah. are close to the ground. Okay. The grape vines take over everything, and they have you ever seen a like a little thing of grapes? Like yeah, the stem? yeah, yeah, definitely. They look like that, but the grapes are small and green. Huh. Oh, okay. We also have black cherries everywhere. Yeah, I saw those too. Cherry tree finished. All its cherries fell off. They were like very tart or bitter. Okay. okay. Blackberries are about to come in. We got a ton of wine berries. There's actually a bunch of dewberries. Not here, but a, what is a, a dewberry? That sounds adorable. it's a bramble. It's very, they're all sim- like wine berries, blackberries, all dewberries. They're they're brambles, so they they're all very similar yeah. looking. Mm. We have black raspberries Ooh, all nice. over the place. Super awesome. Yeah. Let's go to callers. Let's pull in some uh, people and talk about berries with them. All righty. Let us talk. Uh, I am going to talk to a crow first. How are you, a crow? I know there's been some issues with uh, the Discord audio, so hopefully everything works out for you. Bro was texting me earlier. Hi. Yeah, we had some issues earlier. Hopefully you can hear me this time. Yeah. Yeah, loud and clear, man. Great. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I'm a big fan. Phil, I'm a big metal guy. I've been following you on Twitter. We've been going back and forth just a little bit. Cheers, Your man. Your buddy, Mark. Who? Yeah, it's been great. Your buddy who, you said? Mark Morton, Lamb of God. Mark is a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Good, good stuff on Twitter as well. Anyways... Question, Tim, uh, you talked about Third Amendment earlier. Yeah. Uh, how it was used uh, with the government regarding rent. And it has been used also in a case in the 60s Ooh. about uh, contraception. And I just have this idea that the Third Amendment is very misunderstood. Like, for example, the First and Second Amendments are huge. They kind of define America, Fourth, Fifth, Sixth, Seventh, Eighth, huge. Ninth is a little bit of a head scratcher. Tenth is good. Anyway, the third is, you know, quartering soldiers in your house. And you kind of think about there, there is precedent for it in the past. But you look at it and think, is that really what they mean? Could they possibly, sorry, my cat's here. Nice. Could they possibly mean freedom from government influence in your home? Ah, yes. And Interesting. That, and that's what, that's what the, the uh, Supreme Court case was about in the 60s regarding mm. contraception. The, the government yeah, can't be in your home to watch you do it. Interesting. Mm. So... With, with that, you said earlier on the show as well, all these companies are collecting our data and the government can subpoena it and take it. They're in our houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just... But I, that, that, I think that would be Fourth to... Amendment, though. Although the Third Amendment does state without consent. They're not allowed to do it without consent. So by consent, by people allowing these programs and machines yep. in their homes, they've consented to it. Correct. But what are we consenting to? We're not... 
are we consenting to the government subpoenaing it and using it against us? If I think that would be term- Fourth Amendment, though. Unreasonable search and seizure would be fourth. I that- feel like Third Amendment might come up with, uh, I don't know if people like Eric Adams eventually say to New Yorkers, all right, you're taking the migrants. Like, we have yeah. too many of them. And he's already asking them to do it voluntarily. He's offering money. Yeah. Fuck. It, you consent to the social networks terms of service, which are they're going to take all your data and hold it in a... It's not your data anymore. In a database. Oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Once you sign it away to anyone, you've signed it away to everyone, is what you're saying. The, the point is they're taking it from... In, they can be taking it from inside your house. Yeah, but that's search and seizure. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. How do you feel great on vacation? Like, really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. So influence in your home in the way you're describing it would be more so like the birth control thing. There's some interesting questions there, like the government couldn't mandate calisthenics in the morning. They couldn't mandate you drink orange juice or something like that. They couldn't mandate... Get a COVID shot. Yeah, Yeah, they couldn't mandate, like, get a vaccine or anything like that. But they found ways to do it. I think the Constitution is gone anyway, so it's like, it's almost a a sad argument to make. I mean, the the Bill of Rights is gone. The 14th Amendment is being beaten to a pulp. I mean, it's there, but it's up to us to protect it and enforce it and enact it. That's they've always told us that too. Like if you yeah, don't but activate your rights, they disappear. You're, you're right, but when an occupying force doesn't abide by this, we're only abiding by the First Amendment among ourselves when we already agree with its tenets. So well, it's it's supposed to stop government from infringing on our rights, but our government is under under the occupation of crackpot psychopaths and has been for a long time. Well, mm-hmm. I feel like the founding fathers knew knew that that the the govern uh, the document was only as good as its enforcement. That's why there's also the idea that the tree of liberty must be refreshed with the uh, blood of patriots and tyrants alive. But he regretted that, and I think I can't remember exactly what but happened. Does it mean he was wrong? He said he was wrong. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson. Was, Thomas Jefferson he said he, he was, was wrong. wrong. Does that mean he was actually wrong? Well, I mean, you can't quote a guy who then later said, you know, I was a mistake. I what did he, said what did he, why do you think it was wrong? What did he say? Uh, I can't remember what happened. We had it, we actually discussed it on the show. Someone yeah. pointed out that I think Ben Franklin or someone wrote a letter back to him saying, "Here's what you've, you've missed." And he was like, "Holy crap! Good point. Yeah, I'm wrong about this." Ben Franklin. So, I, don't I, know, feel, I don't know. I feel if like if we if we look at what America is today, it's hard. I know like conservatives are like, "Oh, it's all about the Constitution." The Constitution is like, "Okay, but what has it actually in tr- protected, practically speaking?" It act- actually did a lot. Even, I mean, it's even, got even, it's got a, it's got the First Amendment. That's done a good job. That's badass. And uh, the Second, Second Amendment. Amendment, too. If you look in like, France at people like that, that, terrorizing the streets, altogether. in America, they'd be getting shot by snipers from their windows. Like or, Americans. Or Koreans right, but, but, on their rooftops. But the idea uh-huh. that anything not delegated specifically to the federal government should be the, uh, I guess, the responsibility of the states. Has that been listened to? Because the it's problem, not just about... But that's why the Constitution is Swiss cheese. The problem, the reason that is all boils down to two different things, the Commerce Clause and the Necessary and Proper Clause. Those two things can be handled 
by I know I think that they could be handled by with less than an amendment, but an amendment could make it clear. Look, the necessary and proper clause does not mean the government has carte blanche to do whatever it wants. Mm-hmm. And the commerce clause does not mean that that traveling over state lines gives the the federal government the ultimate authority over it. Right. So those two things alone are the biggest problem with the Constitution. Um, are these where where are they found? I'm looking the Commerce Clause. They're, the Commerce Clause is. I th- hold on a second. Oh yeah, I got it up. Article One, Section Eight, Clause Three. Article One, Section Eight is the Necessary and Proper Clause. It's just Section Eight itself. So the yeah. Commerce Clause is within the Necessary yeah. and Proper Clause. Yeah. And, the, and essentially what the government, the federal government, you may not have heard this before, Ian, but the federal government one time argued successfully that the government could regulate wheat that was being grown by a farmer on his property to feed to his own cows. The federal government decided in court that it was acceptable to regulate that under the net under the the commerce clause the commerce clause says that the federal government has the power to make the st- the the commerce between the states regular to regulate it they were their argument was because this wheat is being fed to his cows he's not engaging with the market that exists for wheat or grain or whatever and because of that it affects international interstate commerce and because it affects interstate commerce that gives the federal government the power to regulate it well, okay Interesting. so well, by we, not interacting by with interstate n- commerce i'm affecting interstate commerce exactly. and therefore i'm doing interstate commerce that, by not doing it yes that was the argument they made so which is I'm, exactly why it needs to be which why it needs to be pulled back because it is completely bastardized totally so, bastardized I kind of think we got as far as we can get with this one. I'm not sure yeah. how else we could, they, like, we're not, like, that was constitutional a, scholars talking about the Third Amendment. Yeah, I think sorry. it was a badass observation, because this yeah. Third Amendment, that, that's... That's a really good point. It is. It's, it's, I, I think there's yeah. something here. I really do. I agree. Yeah. I agree. We should definitely be looking, looking into it. Cool. Right on, man. Cheers, my friend. Thanks again. Thanks, guys. Shout out. Take Thanks, care, man. Time. See ya. See you later. I'm just thinking of a Roomba Ooh, being homemaker. activated from <laughs> yeah. the distance. We'll talk to Homemaker next. Homemaker, how are you? Hey, y'all. Hi. Um, Thank you for answering my question. Uh, My question is actually for Ian, as I'm not understanding your position. Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, um, As someone who was groomed and abused when I was a kid and subjected to things like porn and understanding the damage it does, I'm not understanding why we need to prepare kids for porn and depravity instead of trying to protect them by, you know, teaching them about the dangers of porn and about modesty and waiting, which was super commonplace before the sexual revolution. Um, well, mo- I do think that mo- modesty is important to have a kid not, not go hog wild. That's really important. But what I made, my main concern is that if a kid sees something on his buddy's cell phone when he's eight and he doesn't understand what he's looking at, but it's like raw fucking doggy, like horrible, just pain porn midgets being thrown yeah, around or I, I think that's, that's offensive little people being thrown around <laughs> when they come back i'm not trying to be funny like i'm trying to say like they do really weird like you oh, know dude, just, you, you see like in like child just the horror most horrible um i'm talking like animals like umbilical cords are involved horror uh that the kid's gonna come home and they're not gonna be able to express what they saw with words so you'll be like okay what did you see and they need to be able to tell you it, well, otherwise, it's going to stay with them forever, and that's what—that's my. It'll concern. stay with them forever, no matter what. Maybe, maybe if they can talk about it, though, they'll be able to work through it. But then that's like, what do they show you? Do they have to bring you a picture of what they saw? I'm not. I'm not into. 
reliving past trauma, making a kid th- th- this see is it why again. we made these things criminal. Well, I agree with that, but it, they're still there. Well, I think something that's interesting that I'm learning more about as a mom that I think maybe touches a little bit of your point is that, you know, when I was growing up, it was all like your your pee-pee, your princess parts, like it was very like language for the body was kept very general, but they've actually done studies that kids who are able to correctly identify anatomy, penis, vagina, they are less at risk of being like sexually molested because they're able to like articulate what could have happened to them. And perhaps like that kind of just fact-based, this is your body, which is not inherently sexual. Helping children understand that maybe could help them if they do see something express that to a parent so if it does happen the parent is able to counsel them if that makes sense because that's the way where you're not explicitly sexualizing a child or their body or introducing them to something they wouldn't have seen before but you are preparing them that if it does happen they have the necessary tools to communicate to you that they probably need some some help or guidance or counseling or whatever I, it may be i got molested when i was like three three maybe four I think something like that. But I, I went right to my parents. Like my parents had left me with uh, some family, had a neighbor that watched their kids. My parents and or me and, and my cousins and stuff were hanging out. My parents took off the the uh, um, the person watching, watching the kids uh, did some stuff. Um, nothing too, nothing brutal or anything like that. But I, as soon as my parents came back, I was like, mom, dad, blah, blah, blah. And I told them, and it was because I had great parents. I have great parents. My mom, I'm super close to my mom. I didn't feel afraid and I could articulate what happened. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't funny names. It wasn't, you right. know, hoo-hoos and blah, blah, blah. It's like I articulated what happened and it was handled right away. And so like, I don't have any kind of like lasting trauma because I knew I could go to my parents because they were, you know, they were awesome about it. And because there was, you know, I wasn't beat the crap or anything, thankfully. But like, you, you need to have kids that understand their own bodies and can articulate what's going on, even if they don't know the, the deeper context. You know what I mean? Because at yeah. you know, three years old, at three years old, you don't know what sex is, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Was felt, that, uh, oh, you want to go on? I felt comfortable yeah. telling my parents about that kind of thing. Like if I had a, a neighbor kid was like pouring gasoline on the ground and lighting it on fire, I told them and they were like, you can never hang out with them again. I was like, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. I never did. Uh, but I, I think, uh, did we answer the question for you? Um, yeah, for the most part, I understand um, Ian's position now and understanding that, you know, he's talking about resources after this happens. I just think that we need to start focusing um, more before it happens and telling kids, you know, the dangers of porn. Hey, if you your friend is trying to show you these naked things or these violent things and stuff, you know, kind of get ahead of it. before we have to get the resources after because when i was a kid i learned about this this is junk food this is bad for you i didn't get any type of education in regard to media that this type of media is bad for you it's bad for your brain and i feel like that's something i want to change with my daughter that it's like you know you, you could put garbage into your body and your mind in very very different ways and i think even like my parents weren't really fully equipped like with the internet to deal with i mean some of the things like the people my age were exposed to online Right on. All right. Well, uh, Homemaker, thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you very much. Peas. I like peas. He's really good. What's up? You have to unmute yourself. Hey, guys. Thank you. you. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Um, 
My name is uh, Benjamin from Akron, Ohio. Shout out to Ian Crossland, Fuck yes, brother dude. from the north just up there. Akron, dog, what's happening? Um, my question is more specifically for Tim, but I'd love to hear everybody's input on the matter. My question is, why doesn't the right, and when I say the right, I'm talking about folks like Tim, Stephen Crowder, those at the Daily Wire, Ben Shapiro, uh, uh, Candace Owens, whatnot, uh, Alex Jones, and many, many more, even smaller influencers like Sticks, Hex, and, Amber, Jer- uh, and Jeremy Hambly from the Coring. Why don't we unite our messaging power to build news cycles and then have the left react to them instead I say of all the us time. reacting to the Daily Mail or, you know, the Post Millennial or CNN or whatever? Because well, I feel like we have the poll to be able to do that. And there's so many positive stories that we can uh, condition the average American with. For example, good guy with gun stories. You know, they happen a hundred times. Well, definitely not. They happen 10,000 times more often than a mass shooting uh, every year. And, you know, if the average American could just hear that for every one mass shooting, there's 10,000 defensive shootings, but, then so, I feel like people would be more tolerant towards that's, firearm ownership. And that could be a positive influence. Whatnot. What do you guys think? That's not that? an issue of a leading story that the right should target. That's an issue of a story that's not interesting enough to the average person. The right does have its own media ecosystem and it has its own stories. It didn't used to be this way. I mean, like 10 years ago, but it's become this way now that there are often stories the left has no idea about. Case in point, Joe Biden saying, if you don't fire the prosecutor, not get the billion dollars. That was a huge story on the right. The left doesn't even know it happened. We often do this. They just won't hear it. As for good guys with gun stories, They're typically not big enough stories because a good guy saved the day. So the average person is going to be like, oh, that was cool. And then they're going to move on from the story. Whereas when shitloads of people die, it's just everyone's freaked out, even on the right. George Floyd is a story that was so big. Ben Shapiro and everyone on the right reacted to it because it was a big story. If if he didn't die, nobody would react to it. BLM might bring it up and no one's going to care. So I do think we've done a really great job recently. If you go to the postmillennial.com, for instance, they often will have stories you won't see in the New York Times. The New York Times will ignore a whole bunch of this shit. And so we do often react to those stories, comment on those stories and share those stories. You can't make the left hear it because the New York Times will never pick it up. So we just have to take over the media ecosystem, which we've been doing. And I think shows like this are making a difference. I think uh, I'm excited for the culture what we're doing there because it's, it's bringing leftists and people of, of different opinions into a space where their fans will have to hear these things. So uh, I'm fairly confident. I think we are getting it. I just don't think it's going to happen overnight. We've got to build an entire machine. I think Sound of Freedom is a good example in taking over the media because they beat Indiana Jones yesterday. Uh, So fuck yeah. It's just going to take time. We're going to have to build it up. Uh, I think we need a a hit rock and roll piece of art, and at least one, and then you need a follow-up. But it needs to be something where, like, 14-year-old girls are screaming at concerts because they're obsessed with whatever it is, but it's like righteous. You are correct, Ian. Good. The thing is, those songs are typically propped up. Like, yeah. the reason Taylor Swift had 13 songs in the Billboard Hot 100 is yes. because they go to the, the, the Even the, the Beatles were propped up. All of it is. Paola. So, you know, look, 
There, there, there are songs that will play on Pandora. I have no idea why those songs are there. I'm like, this band has no followers. Yep. There was one, there's one song I really do like. I'm not trying to drag the guy, so I won't say his name. He has one song. It has a few thousand hits on, uh, uh, on YouTube. The song plays on Pandora all the time on like certain indie rock channels. Media outlets wrote about this guy and no one knows who it is or ever heard the song before because it's all placement. And so when I'm thinking rock and roll, we it doesn't have, have to be music. We have to take the media, dude. Exactly. Well, we are media. We're one and aspect. We're, and and we're like, daily, If we could make something that is rock and roll, could be a movie, could be a song, whatever. It's just hard, you know. I mean, like, Daily Wire is trying to do that. You guys are doing stuff as well with music. <clears throat> I think it's starting to happen. Yeah. So when we make a movie Angel that's Studios, as, man. as globally groundbreaking as Brokeback Mountain, and it's on Daily Wire and Tim, and all these companies are like Brokeback supporting Mountain. it, but it's people <laughs> that we know. Okay, how about Citizen Kane? As good as Citizen Kane, too, yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> but something like that that's as like as socially conscious as that yeah. that gets through to the core of what we are. What wh- right. So it is possible to have a viral hit outside the machine. It's been done several times. Yeah. We want those things. Yeah. They're not easy to accomplish, but it's really difficult. that's where, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. So uh we've got a couple songs coming out soon. We've got oh uh one song's done, Eyes of Advice. Music videos in the works. Ian has committed, made a pledge and promise to everyone to do one of the most dramatic Hollywood-style transformations for the video. We're very excited. Oh, my gosh. And are you I've cutting g- your hair? No. Maybe. No, I'm not. I'm getting ripped. Okay. I'm going to be 170 pounds <laughs> of pure fucking muscle. <laughs> I tweeted it on uh, Twitter. I had it's my pin post, my New Year's resolution. I'm going to get muscular this year. And, and like a month ago, I was like, I'm so down, done with this bullshit, trying to be something I'm not. I took it off. I'm like, I'm happy with who I am as skinny. And as soon as I accepted that I was happy who I was, I was like, what will happen if I start working out? Yeah. I just want to yeah. see. Yeah. And after 100 push-ups one day, I was like, I feel pretty fucking good right now. Yeah, so we, we've, got a, we, we've got a music video in the works that requires body transformation, the likes of you, like you see with someone like um, Christian Bale or um, I think Jared Leto did it as well. Yeah. So uh, Ian's got to do it. He's do it. Yeah. But, but the, the goal here is we've just got to keep making stuff and uh, you hope that eventually you hit it big. You know, you eventually, hopefully, maybe not a song that's written by me and produced by Carter. Maybe it's someone we end up signing. But eventually, we want to get a song out there that people just like so much they share with everybody, and then the, the industry can't deny it. Yep. But that's, that, that's the plan, man. Yeah, it's hard. Um, if I can say one more thing real quick, don't yes, you think between the entire right wing, though, that we have enough pull to kind of, you know, not necessarily astroturf things like the left, but I, I guess in a way, astroturf but things we did. like the left does. We did with the video... Produced by like Tim Cast News, by example. the way. You guys were on Billboard. We did the, uh, we put up, we, we, it was our reporter, Alad Eliyahu, reporting for Tim Cast News, who caught the We Are Coming For Your Children, which went so viral, it forced the left to react to it in the corporate press. Mm-hmm. And it made them look ridiculous. That was definitely good. There's no arguing that. I was talking more about, like, uh, people, Cultural. you know, at Tim Cast and, like, say, Daily Wire and, and maybe others kind of forming, like, a little group chat where they're like, okay, we're all going to run this story we're going to force the left to react to it. I just feel like between the whole right wing, there's a lot of power there that's untapped and it's it, it, potential it, energy. That, that won't work. Stories like what's happening is everybody in the world says a word or says a sentence. And then someone says a sentence that everyone agrees with. And so it bubbles up and naturally rises to the top. What's happening is as we succeed in producing content that people like because get what go broke, so we're winning, 
we gain more resources and ability to spread more and start taking that hill from from the woke people who are abandoning it. There's no way for us to go to the Daily Wire and be like, hey, guys, here's a story we should all talk about. It would just not work. It would be the weirdest, cringiest thing if everyone all of a sudden was like, we've all decided to talk about this cheese factory that went out of business. And people would be like, I literally don't give well, a shit about that. You know, so yeah, the cheese factory would be a bit weird, but I was so, thinking more like, say, like a MAGA month celebration type thing where it's like middle of June and everyone tells their followers, all right, guys, go get your American flag. It's got to be organic. Rival Pride Month. It's, it's got to be organic. Like if we all got together and said MAGA month and then it turned into the cringiest like thing ever, we would lose cultural influence. Yeah. So it's so we have to rely on merit, not on um, collectivism. Yeah. You know, go, getting all of the different factions together and being like, hey, we're 15 people of influence. Let's make, you know, this day a holiday for this reason. And then it turns out that the average person finds it to be a stupid idea. We just look silly. And I think that's what the wokeness is doing. WEF. Like, look, this is this is exactly what's happening. The left gets to get, gets together effectively and says, we're going to do a bunch of diversity stuff because that's what people want. And then everyone says that's cringe and it's really fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Where it used to be, we'd make the, a bunch of movies and the best movie would get the most attention. That's what we're trying to do now. And the merit will defeat the collectivism. Yeah, so so but we are winning like we are like like the we are coming for your children's story was a Tim Cash reporter. It went so viral among the average person because everyone cared about the story and wanted to know more about it, was shocked by it. NBC News tried to write a defense of it. Like, we're winning on that front. We're getting it. You know, I do think we need an organically awesome thing for sure. Multiple, many, many, many. The Bud Light boycott, I think, is an example of an organic organic movement. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah. But I do think there is some value to authoritarianism in in the creation of systems so you can get together an author that this will be the next big one um we just need a big one and it can't be cheap it's got to be the fucking best yeah with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I definitely agree with the sentiment of your message, my friend. Um, I guess we'll have to see what yeah. will happen. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate right it. Thanks for calling in. Of course, man. Oh, one thing. Get on Scotty Kilmer. You got to get Scotty Kilmer on this show. We'll take a look. Scotty Kilmer. It's not, not familiar. Does he make, a, is he that car guy? He's the YouTube mechanic. He's yeah, extremely yeah, yeah, based. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows a lot about electric he's, vehicles. He's hilarious. Tell me a It'd lot about, about fixing cars, actually, funnily enough. It would Anyways. be great. Yeah, I, I Thank agree. You guys. Cool. Thanks, Cheers, man. man. Cheers, man. And, of course, we have uh, Tim of 2009. Is that? Wow, that was a while ago. Ed, Ed, and Eddie in your picture there. You're live with us now. Uh, yes, sir, it is Ed and Eddie. It's Ed, actually. Yes. Nice. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, of course. So there's been a huge discussion on how we, quote-unquote, got here as a culture. And I wanted to purport something I feel like that hasn't been talked about much and ask your guys' opinion. So Warren Sussman, he wrote this book called uh, Culture as History, talking about American culture. And he purports that at the turn of the 19th and the 20th century, 
we change from a quote-unquote culture of character to a culture of personality. And I just I just wanted to read a couple words he used to describe both. <clears throat> For the culture of character, he used like words like citizenship, duty, work, integrity, and he says above all manhood. Whereas for personality, it's really interesting. He says fascinating, stunning, attractive, magnetic, and other words like that. And I was just curious what you guys think on his this idea that really one of the biggest influences to our cultural problems All right. is that we've gone from a culture of character to a culture of personality. I don't think that makes any sense. I actually kind of see the person, because corporations are people, and rich is another word you could throw in there with personality. I think, well, corporations are people as viewed by the law. Corporations um, are made of people. Yeah, That's why people. they're considered They're legal people. persons. Yeah, yeah they're, like they're viewed as, like, uh, as a person by the law. So but I, personality I think, and, I think, and how wealthy, how rich they are is how valuable they are. So, oh, sorry to interrupt. Right. Sir. No, no, it's okay. I just, I just, I think, uh, I think I could see this in. I feel like a lot of people when they were offered like their bio and their their define your spell yourself on MySpace. Um, I think a lot of people like have like really leaned into that a lot. So we're all worried about like how you define yourself and like writing a bio and stuff like that. I, I understand what this guy is saying, um, but I think that was a really big shift in people's mentality. Like you have to like people will now view it's important to like you know announce your pronouns and like what you like to do and like all this there's stuff before like these left-wing meetings and stuff i think people have leaned in so far into that idea that it's important to like you know get it out in front of it people just forget about like you know it doesn't no one really cares at the end of the day either um i don't know i'm, not, I'm trying to understand what this guy's well, like, saying. i, 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 I don't, I don't think it makes sense I, I think it's just i gotta be honest to me it sounds like someone trying to sound smart <laughs> like the, the reality is that different generations had different cultural and moral values yeah. and you can try and define it as character or personality, but that doesn't mean anything at all. Well, it's like, kind of like if they, people think you're awesome, then you'll become rich and famous and successful, but it, you don't have to be awesome for them to think you are. You just got to make them believe it. And so we've got this, this culture of, of fake bullshit. That's like, who's got the best makeup? Who's got the best voice? Who's got the best lighting? It's, it's as opposed to back in the day, that shit didn't get shit done. Like you needed to do the work before. To earn the earn the the virtue, I guess it is just uh, we used to be a society of social enforcement. Well, honor shame culture. Yeah, and now we're a society of I don't know you and I don't care. Yeah, you know, it's I don't even think personality is the right way to describe it because everybody's just out for themselves. They don't give a shit about you at all. Cops don't enforce laws because they don't give a shit. They don't want the problem. Yeah. they'll give you a speeding ticket because it's easy and they'll get away with it. A cop is more likely to pull you over for speeding than the guy who's waving a gun around because the guy with the gun is dangerous and scary. It's easier to do that. Right. It's, 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 so it's, much it's, 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 it's more about, like, selfishness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? it's, like, it's like, I guess what I'm saying is, like, it's like narcissistic. People care so much about themselves that they just literally don't care about anyone else. And it's just this weird, it's just this weird thing that I've, I feel like came out of, like, I guess, like, yeah. Like, it's I, the fourth it's, gen it's, it's think, generational theory. Certainly yeah. social media and narcissism are hand in hand. Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, the uh, increase of, ma in mat of materialism. I mean, like, people aren't really seeking the spiritual good. We're seeking just hedonistic pleasures, which are yeah. inherently mm -hmm. narcissistic. So there's no search for anything that's a higher meaning. It's just, like, you know, that, that the, the, the buttons they gave the rats where they could just, like, press it and it would, like trigger their brain to go into orgasm like that's essentially yep. what we're doing on social media that's yep. what we're doing Dopamine. with so, hookup yep. culture with mm -hmm. our fast food you have a great crisis and children of people die the strong survive the strong people understand meritocracy they understand um honor they understand purity and then they have kids and those kids are more likely to succeed 
but those kids, don't, not all of them understand all of it. And humans want to protect each other, preserve those of less moral uh, standing. And then several generations later, you end up with a whole sh- a bunch of shit shitheads who don't believe in hard work, don't believe in responsibility, think they're entitled to everything, which causes or contributes to a major crisis where shitheads don't make it like in various forms. So I, I think, you know, you look at it kind of like Strassau generational theory. It's just every third generation the they squander the, the gifts of their of, of their grandparents or yeah. their great grandparents. And then it causes catastrophe. They don't know what it took to maintain a system so good. Right. The greatest generation, World War One, World War, uh, World War Two. But, you know, as well as with the people who fought in World War One, a great crisis caused uh, the Great Depression. People struggled through this shit, became hardened and said, in order to survive and succeed, you must be a good person and, and, and hold these values true. You deserve nothing. You're entitled to nothing. You just have to keep working yeah. and life's not fair. Then you get a bunch of people who grew up the hippie generation where they just do drugs and have sex all day. They have a bunch of shithead kids who are super woke and, and developmentally disabled and they're burning everything to the ground. What's going to happen? The strong will survive. And sure. it's the society that comes out of it after the fourth turning will be more dedicated to honor uh, and hard work. That hippie generation too got really fucked by the Vietnam War because they thought they were doing World War II all over again. A lot of them, they thought they were going to fight the good fight and they came back with no legs if they came back at all. I think, I, no, you know what? No, fucking those people came back. The people that came back, came back. And then- Hey, look, we got good stuff got from dis- the boomers. It wasn't all bad. Yeah, they got disenfranchised with the American government and then the 80s was a bunch of fucking coquette whatever but it was this internet called people that are born with that with video games where you can reset the game and start over again like the girl that maces her teacher you don't think you're gonna get your jaw ripped off your face for doing that in like a a, like a dog eat dog society pulled mace out on somebody they're gonna kill you like that's what's happening in like urban centers and then it's just like literal lawlessness mad max increasingly in places like chicago and that's like video game culture where people think they can pull someone out of a car because they did it in grand theft auto or whatever when they were nine and they did it a hundred times and they dream about it because they do it so many times in the game video games are fucking people it's not the video games it's a people's abuse of these games that are they're tricking final fantasy 16 was abuse it was very abusive (laughs) did you beat it already that game was fucking terrible i i just the worst video games i've ever played i feel bad for you man did you play it? No, but that's why what I didn't a play it. Fucking awful game. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. The I'm into like turn-based strategy. One of the strategy. worst games I've ever played. I like math and, and like math problem games, like Civilization, where you're doing calculations and and you know anyway. contingencies and things like that. But video I, games. I, don't, I, I think yeah. that little kids that are that are four or five years old that are playing a game over and over where you punch someone might end up be more likely to think it's okay to punch someone. This is the leftist argument they've been making for a decade. Not just leftists. I mean, you got the '90s Christians mom, Christian yeah. moms as yeah. well. Yeah. It, but the big, the, one of the big components of Gamergate was that the feminists and leftists wanted to make video games that were re- referred to as walking simulators. Mm-hmm. And the feminists kept saying, "How come all video games have to be components of violence? We should change that." Yeah. And they started promoting games like on indie, like pr- they started writing about video games where it's like you get to like walk around Depression and plant quest. yeah, plant flowers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, uh, good sir. Did we uh, answer your question? I don't. I don't know if if it was. You I know. think it was, it was more of a private discussion. I think that's weird. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to pin uh, it yeah, all on video I, games. Thanks for answering. I, I just wanted to say it's interesting you brought up because I have underlined it says the vision of self-sacrifice began to yield to that of self-realization, and so I don't know. If, I don't really know who Sussman is, but 
Yeah, it's it's really interesting to me because basically nobody cares about anybody else. We all only care about ourselves, and it's interesting to see how the roots of this go back almost a hundred years, or at least according to this guy. But yeah, thank you. Of yep. course, cheers. It's all right, great. thanks for calling in. Like uh, someone asked me what about Final Fantasy sixteen was bad. Let me <clears> let me try and go quick for you. Um, so, man, the combat system is a joke. The you get uh, you you get elemental abilities, but only the first three really matter. They're all trash. The darkness uh, iconic ability, complete waste of time, total garbage. The phoenix power you start with is is basically the best, and then you have Garuda and Ramu, which are good, and all the rest are completely worthless except for maybe Shiva. But it's all basically just like you know point and laser. I don't know bad combat. Basically, you just spam R one if you're scared, and you instantly dodge everything. You R one in square. It's 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 just the, the fights are ridiculously easy and effectively non-existent. The story has a whole bunch of fluff quests that don't matter to the game, which you should be able to avoid. Basically, forced side quests where it's like you walk up to someone and they're like, "Before you go on this mission, you need to go talk to this guy," and then you do, and then he says a bunch of nonsense and wastes your time, and then he goes, "I better go talk to this lady," and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? What is, what is this?" It makes you run back and forth in the hideout, the main area. For like 15 minutes and I'm just skip, skip, skip. This has nothing to do with the game. There are quests where it's like, I'm supposed to go do this thing, but I'm going to stop here and do something else for no reason. It's called a side quest, bro. Something to fucking do with the story. Mm -hmm. Then the ending was just so bad. Oh, wow. So bad. You beat it fast. It's a short game. I feel like they're trying to fluff it up. Combat is dumb. And uh, the story makes little sense. It's dejected, bounces around. Ultimately, I was just like, the story is completely one-dimensional. Completely one-dimensional. Uh, I just give it, I, I'd give it like a 4 out of 10. I've been playing the Horizon games because Burning Shores came out. That is a very well-made game. And it's, it's got stupid woke bullshit in it. Like, every female, every commander's a woman. And I'm like, dude, if human civilization got wiped out and a bunch of tribal humans emerged in the wake with no knowledge of their past, you would not see every legion being led by women. And that's the game. But I'm like, whatever. I don't care. They can be women. The, the story's pretty good. And the gameplay is good. And you can do the side quests or ignore them. And it's a fun game with excellent combat mechanics, how you fight the robots. Final Fantasy 16 is basically a movie that takes too long and has a bunch of stupid cutscenes. But I'm not going to go any longer because it's time for bed. Thank you all so much for hanging out, Lauren. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me. Hey, and, one, uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. It'll be fun. One thing. I don't know if you guys heard the BlackRock CEOs promoting Bitcoin now. Well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, let's make that topic tomorrow because it is fucking yeah. crazy. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. And we will uh, check out tomorrow the Culture War at 10 a.m. YouTube.com slash TimCast. It's going to be a hoot. We'll see you all there. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.